Every time revenue comes in, I don't care if the deposit is a dollar or a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Take a predetermined percentage, five percent, ten percent, whatever you determine. Take that money out, hide the profit from your business, and then run your business off the remainder. This is the pay yourself first principle applied to business. And when you take your profit first, you guarantee it. You've taken that money. It's yep. hidden away. Now your business tells you what you have to operate off of. By taking your profit first, you're guaranteeing permanent profit. Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. And with no exception, our special guest today is the author of Profit First, which is one of my favorite books of all time. You guys know how much I talk about it on this podcast. Uh, he's also the, the author of the, the Pumpkin Plan. He has several other books as well. And another one, that's about to be released, which we'll talk about on this podcast as well. My man, Mike McCallowicz. What's going on, man? Jamel, I am in uh, Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese country up here. I got to shuffle <laughs> one down to North Carolina for you. Uh, it's good to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Hey, likewise, man. I appreciate you taking the time out to uh, talk to my folks, man. And I know we're going to provide a lot of value today, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, yeah. man. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? and how the Profit First model came about. Just so anyone that's not familiar with what I do or my work, I am an author, full-time author, uh, writing books for small business owners. I too, though, am a small business owner. My entire life, I've been an entrepreneur. Had the blessing of building some companies and selling them. Um, had the challenge of blowing up a company and just destroying it and losing my house. Um, and actually, that triggered me to investigate how to make the entrepreneurial journey simpler for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I wrote it all down and made them into books. and. And hope to help other people. How Profit First came about specifically is I was struggling with finances. So I grew two businesses. One was, uh, it was like two or three million when I sold it. Another one was seven million in revenue. And it's from the outside, it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. No, I sucked. Like they were never profitable. The more they grew, the more stressful they were. And uh, I don't think at first blush, many people get this, Jamel, but the more we sell, the more stress it puts on us as an owner and the organization because it's obligation. If I sell you something, I got to deliver my promise. And if I sell it to something else, I got to deliver that promise there. The more I sell, the more stress. So the balance of that is profitability. But I was check to check survival all the time. So I looked at it and said, why, why am I struggling check by check? I started interviewing entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh my God, we're all living check by check. There was a study that came out from US Bank uh, about 70 years ago. They identified that 83% of small businesses are in a cash crunch right now, meaning we don't have enough money to pay all of our bills, let alone pay ourselves or a our profit distribution. Forget it. We're just trying to make sales to cover the bills. And uh, what, what confronted me was you, I, entrepreneurs, we, we start our businesses in part for financial freedom. Like We don't want to worry about bills. We want to live the life as we define it. And how come the one reason we started a business is the one thing we're not doing? It made no sense. And then I saw something that was right in front of me that just blew my mind. The foundational formula for profit that we've been told is totally a lie. We are told that sales minus expenses equals profit. I mean, look at that. It makes total logical sense. You have to have your income. You subtract the money that you're spending to support that income. 
And whatever cash is left over is for you, profit. But while that makes logical sense, it doesn't make behavioral sense. Right. Is human nature, when something comes last, it means it's insignificant. Like, Jamal, if you love your family, I would suspect you say, I love my family so much. That's why I put them first. You wouldn't say, I love my family so much. I've decided to start putting them last. It, 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 it's incongruent. So what we're told is take, take our profit last. And, and it's in our vernacular. So we call profit the bottom line, year end, final take. All those things say, don't worry about profit until tax return time comes. And if it's not there, sorry, but maybe next year. So what I did with the profit first system is I flipped the formula. It's sales minus profit equals expenses. And what I mean by this in practice is every time you have sales in your business, every time revenue comes in, I don't care if the deposit is a dollar or a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Take a predetermined percentage, five percent, ten percent, whatever you determine. Take that money out, hide the profit from your business, and then run your business off the remainder. This is the pay yourself first principle applied to business. And when you take your profit first, you guarantee it. You've taken that money; it's yep. hidden away. Now your business tells you what you have to operate off of. By taking your profit first, you're guaranteeing permanent profit. That's right, man. So let me ask you this. Obviously, we want to pay ourselves first. So we know yeah. how to how we're up. That's how we're operating our business. What are some obstacles that our listeners would face by incorporating this particular model, knowing what the old model was? Yeah. So a couple of things I see. Some people say, well, I teach profit first. And I require this, that you set this up at your bank. Right now, we have our one or two bank accounts there. I'm like, no, no, set up five or six bank accounts. One for income, money flows there. And we carve it up. One to profit, one to taxes, because taxes probably the biggest bill that we are least prepared for every year that's going to hit us, you know, and other requirements. And people tell me, well, I don't know, you know, the bank fees, which if you negotiate your bank, you'll have no fees. And, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's too much of a pain. I'll do this on a spreadsheet. And I'm like, you know what? You're, you're you're sticking the last nail in the coffin here because if you do it in mm. a spreadsheet, is that where you naturally go? And the answer, probably no. Um, I learned this in in physical fitness, and you know, you look like you're pretty jacked up, so you 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 work out a lot. Um, I hadn't for years, but knew that I better start working out uh, to maintain my health. And I got to do it every day. So what I started doing was simply saying, "Work out more, Mike." And I'd wake up in the morning. I go to the bathroom, make a cup of coffee, start scrolling through the news. I'm like, oh, the day's getting away from me and I wouldn't work out. But seven years ago, I haven't missed a workout since. I work out five days a week, religiously, including this morning. But what I did was I looked at my behavioral pattern, wake up, go to the bathroom, get coffee. The first thing I always do is go to the bathroom. So therefore, I put my sneakers on the toilet seat. So when I get up, go to the bathroom, the only way I can go to the bathroom is by grabbing my sneakers. Once my sneakers are in my hand, I'm like, just put on my feet. When are my feet? The momentum fit kicks, uh, procedure kicks in and I go to the weight room or go for a run or whatever. And that has caused me to do this. It's called a behavioral intercept. That's right. So what we need to do with our bank accounts is if you want your business to be fiscally fit, you have to do this at the bank. When you log in to see what your balance is like you normally do, and that's what almost all entrepreneurs do, now all these accounts are set up and you see what money is intended for what use before you spend it. So the number one thing uh, or obstacle is people try to do this on a spreadsheet or in their accounting system, and they really need to do it at the bank. And the other thing I see most commonly is people try to go too big, too fast. Now she's back to the gym. I go to, I was going to the gym down the street. Now I work out at home, but I was going to the gym down the street. And there's one guy come in. Uh, he, clearly, I didn't see him before. He's new to working out. He threw like 250 pounds on the bench. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? The guy ripped his shoulders out of the sockets. And I never saw the guy again. 
And uh, I've been guilty of that, like just trying to get totally jacked in the moment. And uh, I'm not prepared for it. We have to build our way into it. I see people with profit first saying, you know what? I, I've never been profitable. Let's hit a 50% profit this year. And they go too big, too fast. It's such a jolt to the business. It spins out of control. And then they say, well, profit first clearly doesn't work. And they abandon the system. And that's horrible to see. I was that, saying here, start slow and let it grow. That's if a great analogy. Done a system like this, just take 1% of your income as profit and see how we do for a few months. Then let's change it to two, four, 10 and, and amplify it over time. Just start slow and let it grow. That's a great analogy, man. You think about it. You don't walk into a gym uh, fresh off the street and bench press 315 pounds. No. It builds up to that, right? It took me yeah. maybe 10 years, five years, I want to say, to really start getting into the heavier weight. Yep. You know, you know, I would cap out at like 225 and then, you know, start adding more weight. But that right. stuff takes time. So same thing with business. So pay yourself, you know, you don't expect to revamp your entire business right off the bat. You got to uh, incorporate this stuff slowly, right? So with that in mind, could we provide our listeners with, let's say, a five-step process to start incorporating the totally. Profit First module? Totally. Um, step one is get your butt to the bank today. Like, Just go. And, and I know this is probably the most difficult step because it requires a little bit of time, but one-time setup will change everything. If you, if you love your bank, go to them. If you don't like them, go to a new bank. Um, and uh, don't allow them to say, well, you know, multiple accounts, we set minimum fees and stuff. Um, credit unions, regional banks, online banks are, are excellent. In fact, there's a, a bank called North One uh, that we just have fallen in love with. Uh, they even, even have a setup specifically for Profit First. They're an online bank, northone.com. But go to a bank and get these accounts set up. And I outline the book, but I suggest starting with five accounts that you get set up. Now, here's the deal. Even that may be overwhelming. So the smallest step is if you don't want to do all that, just get one account set up, uh, a savings account and call it Profit because that's the most important. These other accounts are a little more sophisticated. Then once you get that account or the other account set up, step two is start allocating. And as we already discussed, is do it in small increments. So say, say you start off real slow and you just have one account called a profit account, allocate 1% um, every time a deposit comes in. Mm. So today, a thousand bucks comes in, you take 10 bucks, which means you still have $990 to operate your business. That's not going to have much consequence, but you're going to see for the first time cash, 10 bucks, sitting waiting for you to take as a profit. Um, step three is then we're going to start getting into this thing called a rhythm. It's a little more sophisticated, but usually um, most businesses are ran almost like ad hoc, like lots of money come in today. I'm like, oh my God, business is great. And I blow all that money by tomorrow. I'm like, business sucks. We're very kind of bipolar. So we're going to get into a rhythm called the 1025. Usually the 10th of the month and the 25th of the month, twice a month is a good rhythm to get mm. into, to allowing money to start flowing through the business, almost like waves. Um, I explain that in further detail in the book. Yep. And then the final, and I'd argue probably the most important step is to take a profit distribution. Don't steal from yourself. There's going to be times where you can't pay bills. And we have a saying here, if you can't pay your bills, as your business telling you, you can't afford your bills. Something is fundamentally wrong. We got to uh, either be charging more for the work we do, margin, maybe running lower costs, which is another form of addressing the margin, but something's wrong. But never steal from profit to pay your business expenses. The only use of profit is to, to pay you, to reward you, the business owner. So the final step is now that you have profit accumulating once a quarter, take out a portion of that money. I suggest in the book, 50%. Take out a portion of that money and use it for you. Celebrate. Uh, go out for an amazing dinner. 
um, pay off personal debt, save for your future, go on a vacation, whatever serves you specifically. And the day that happens, that's the day the addiction starts. It's like, holy cow, I took a profit. I'm going to do this again next quarter and next quarter. I've been, I started the system for myself over, over 12 years ago now. I've taken 49 or 50 consecutive quarters of profit distributions. It's life-changing and I'm, I'm addicted to it. And it's the healthiest thing I can do for myself and my business financially. Amen. That's awesome, man. Now, obviously, you can't profit unless you're bringing in leads and, and marketing the right way. So you got a new book coming out. It's called Get Different, right? Yeah. And, uh, it talks about some marketing uh, channels. So could you share a little bit about what, what that book is about? Yes. So you're right. So the formula is sales minus expenses. Uh, sales minus profit equals expenses. Sales is actually what we need to do. Then the profit is the first thing we take out. Marketing brings in leads. And Sadly, so many entrepreneurs I spoke to don't market and they simply wait for their clients to give referrals, which means we're waiting for our customers' whim to market us. And at the day the customers don't give us a referral, our business is screwed. We don't want to be at the, at the whim of our clients. We need to take control over it. So that's why I wrote this book on how to market. I also want to frame this part that I've concluded marketing is the ultimate act of kindness. Because if what you do, Jamel, and what I do, and what the folks listening in do, if what we do, we believe is better than our competition, if we serve our clients better, if we're faster to respond, if we just care more, whatever it is, if we're better in some capacity, we have a responsibility for our prospects to notice this. If they don't discover us and they work with a competitor that's offering a lesser offering, well, then our our clients are not winning. Um they're losing. They're, they've hired someone that's not of service to them. So we have a responsibility to get noticed. That's why marketing is an act of kindness. Now, as I did my research for this book, what makes marketing work? It was very clear. It got to be different. There is this thing in the human mind called habituation. How it works is when we see something and we deem it not relevant, we will ignore it forevermore. Classic example in marketing. I don't know, if, Jamel, if you ever got one of these emails that start off with, hey, friend. You ever get one of those? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I remember the first one I got, and I was like, I was like, who? Which friend is this? Like, what? Hey, what friend is calling me friend? Like, that's pretty. It's pretty wild. Hey, friend, what's up? And I started reading. I'm like, oh, this is. I, I don't want this. The second hey friend that probably came the next day, I was like, you know, I was suspicious. Like, is this the same hey friend? Third one, I've never read a hey friend email again because I know what it means. Irrelevant. That's called habituation. You receive something, you qualify it. Not relevant to me. You ignore it. So the only way to get past that ignoring part of our mind is to do something unexpected. If you do something that the mind doesn't anticipate, it has to pay attention because it could be a threat, could bring harm to us, could be an opportunity, or maybe it's irrelevant, but we have to put it into the right bucket. So do something that no one else in your industry is doing for marketing. And I'm not saying it to be outrageous. I'm saying it to be different and it will get noticed. And once you garner attention, that's the first step to garnering the sale. How do you feel about pattern interrupts? How, how would you uh, line that up being different with uh, pattern interrupt? Freaking love that. So uh, let me give you an example of how I did that. Pattern interrupt is pattern is an expectation and all of a sudden there's a change in it. Mm -hmm. uh, you notice with uh, like a, a fire, if someone's responding, a fire truck's coming down the road, it used to be high, low, high, low. Now they have these, these iterating different sounds because it's a pattern interrupt. That high, low, we got so used to it. It's like, oh, it's just another fire truck rolling by. Now we notice. 
Well, another example, I just, uh, for myself, I was looking at all the emails that other authors were sending out. And it's important when you're doing marketing, don't worry about what people in your industry, not in your industry are doing, worry about what people in your industry are doing. So I looked at other authors and say, oh, they all send out emails that start off with something. And they all say basically the same thing. If I do that, it's going to be unnoticeable. So I tried an invisible ink email, a pattern mm-hmm. interrupt. The, the email, when you opened it, uh, it was a white font against the white background. It was invisible. And in small black text, it said, um, simply click and highlight over uh, this box below and you'll see the invisible message. The open rate and the click-through rate was off the charts for this and the response rate. And the reason was, who can, how many invisible emails have you gotten? <laughs> invisible ink emails? Probably, probably none. It's different. Pattern interrupt. Second, it played into another component I talk about and get different, which is the attractor factor. It has to be attractive. You know, I, I could walk around like Bozo the Clown with the floppy shoes and the yucca yucca horn. You'd be like, who is this idiot? Like, that's not attractive. It may get attention, but it's not attractive. Invisible ink email, at least for my readership, is kind of a curiosity thing. Like, oh, what's the hidden message? Uh, it's kind of harkens back if as a kid, if you played like some kind of messages passing notes or or highlighting stuff in invisible ink. So it kind of harkens back to that. And so people were opening it. And then it had a direct in it. This is the last component you need to have in your marketing. It told people with this information what to do. And I wanted them to click on a specific link. And sure enough, they were. Awesome, man. So obviously, there's going to be a ton of nuggets in the book, man. Uh, a lot. I'm looking forward to the book myself. Thanks. How can our listeners get a copy of it once it's released? Yeah. So the best place to go is to go to gogetdifferent.com. Love it. Here's why. So all the links, you know, it's in the independent bookstores, it's in the Amazon, it's Barnes and Noble. The, 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 the most cost-effective place to get it will be listed, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatever. So you can get it that way. But I think there's something even better. Um, when you go to gogetdifferent.com, there's a link for the free resources and it is free. But what I like about the free resources is I have prepared a hundred different marketing strategies that cost nothing or next to nothing that are different. The invisible ink email. We did something with fun mirrors, uh, fun house mirrors that make you look different. Uh, we did something with uh, uh, phones and, and wireless access points. And there's all these ideas in there that when you download this, you can start experimenting, run your marketing ideas. You don't need a book. You can just start testing things out and see how it works for you for free. Got it, man. Is it going to be on Amazon as well? Just Yeah, it's on Amazon too. Yes. Cool, man. I'm going to make sure I link all of that in the description box below so that you guys can go ahead and check it out. I'm sure there's going to be a waiting list for it as well. Uh, make sure you check the description box. Check, check the show notes to get information on Get Different. You're going to need that book. It's a perfect complement to anything you're doing in real estate investing today. And it's going to help you go to the next level, man. So, with that being said, man, you're from New Jersey. What's yeah. your favorite kind of pizza, man? Favorite pizza is, I mean, this is lame. I like a, <laughs> a, a thin crust, mushroom, black olive, uh, extra cheese. Freaking blows my mind. Um, my wife's from California. And when she first came here, she's like, you don't cut cheeses and uh, pizzas into squares. I'm like, who the F cuts a pizza <laughs> into a square? That's a you Chicago fold thing, it, man. Grease stripping yeah. off. <laughs> That's and, definitely and, a Chicago thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I hate to say like a vegetarian pizza with mushrooms and black olives, but my God, that I love it. I love. It. I can't stop eating that. Awesome, man. Now, how can our listeners get in 
contact with you or your company uh, for more information on your other books as well. Yeah. If you want to learn more about me, uh, you can go to mikemichalowitz.com. Here's the thing. No one can spell it. So I have a nickname, Mike Motorbike. I don't drive a motorcycle, by the way, but uh, when, once you grow a beard, people think it is. So mikemotorbike.com. Um, go there and uh, there's other resources there. You can discover all my books. Plus we can connect that way too. mikemotorbike.com. Awesome. Awesome. And any last words for our listeners at all? You just want you to know that your customers are starving for you to market to them. They want to hear you. And if you don't speak up, they can't discover you. So please act kindly, market, market, market. And get different. Love it. And man. get different. Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. Hey, look, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, man. Hey, maybe sometime in the future, uh, based off of uh, the questions that we get, maybe we can have you back. And uh, maybe do some type of Q&A or something like that. Oh, that would be, I'd be honored if you're willing. I'd be honored. That'll be fun, man. But look, guys, go ahead, check the links in the description box. Make sure you pick up Mike's new book, but also make sure you get profit first if you don't have a copy of it. One of my favorite books of all time. I have it. Actually, I have it. I have two copies upstairs um, sitting right next to my bed. And I also have it on Audible as well. If you guys truly want to, transform the way you're doing business, check out profit first, but also change the way you think about marketing by getting, get different. And look, if you want to take your real estate business from where you are to where you want to go, you have to be different. So make sure you pick up that book. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.